Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back to the Reality Hall Podcast with me, your favorite hall for reality TV, Andres Oublier. So how was your week, guys? My week was good. And uh, what happened in this Bravo week? So, yeah, we talked about this on Tuesday episode that um, Kim Zolciak is has filed for divorce. But no, I thought she filed for divorce. But actually, Croy is the one that filed for divorce. And he wants full custody of their children. So I hope we get more tea coming uh, about what's going on or some people have said it could be something for the irs but i don't know because i've heard that she already has suitors she wants to take her maiden name back and she also is in talk for real housewife ultimate girl trip so we'll see what happens in zolziak's life in the next few weeks few months i'll keep you guys updated Another thing that happened, oh, Gertie was um, diagnosed with a breast cancer. So I hope that she fights it. Thoughts and prayers. She put out a little post saying that she's going to Gertify breast cancer. And yeah, I hope everything is good for her. She doesn't have to get a mastectomy or does go mastectomy. And even if she has to get one, it's okay because in 2023, you can have amazing reconstructive surgery and the world will look like nothing happened to them so yeah Gertie thoughts and prayers and for her family I hope she is fine um I saw a very disturbing video uh about where Sandoval was in a concert and he was he didn't have a shirt on in the middle of a sea of thirsty women trying to rub on him while he was singing a song at one of his concerts. I am confused but by what's happening. First of all, why? He's not that hard. He's not that good of a singer. Plus now that this kind of all happened, you guys go to... Like because there was another video earlier this week that was like, uh, it was... He's saying something, talking about Ariana or Raquel. Okay, so I found the clip. It's him at his concert saying, Schwartzy, can't you see that Raquel is not for me? The place of concert looked packed, first of all. And then people are like mad. They're like, oh my God, what is happening? How is he doing that? Because you're giving him a platform to do it. And then that video with those women like rubbing on him and wanting an autograph on him of him and him singing all that and i am concerned i see those girls the same way i see women that send love letters to serial killers in prison you know because he clearly is a psychopath but those women are like, oh my god, you cheated on your 10-year girlfriend. Oh, you are the perfect man for me. I love you. I want you in my life right now. Can we have babies, please? Feel understandable. You guys are boosting his ego because oh my god, this is like crazy. I can't believe I see that that video. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the link to the tweet in the description 
of this episode so that you guys can see what I'm talking about. I'm gonna put both the one where it says Twitch you can't you see Raquel is not from me and um the video of him in that sea of women. Um yeah i will put that in there because I, I don't think i can put it on instagram because i don't know i still haven't figured out how to save videos that are from twitter so i'll just put a link <laughs> okay so i'm gonna take a quick break drink some coffee and then i'm gonna jump right into this week's vpr episode which was crazy okay i'll be back okay so I just finished watching the Vanderpump Raw episode of this week. It's actually Thursday morning. It's 9 in the morning. Let me tell you guys, I am shocked. I am shocked. This episode was so infuriating and showed how much of a crazy, psycho girl Raquel really is. Because at first, I was like, yeah, Raquel has been manipulated by Tom Sandoval. And she didn't have all of the information she needed to have. But no, 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 no. She enjoys the chaos. She enjoys the drama. She lives for it. And she had that seven-month affair with Sandoval. No consciousness. All consciousness. Like, there was no... I feel... Ah, she's She's in need of validation so much. And she, the only way she can get validation is through male, the male view. So she was like, I need validation so much that I don't care. I'm going to do whatever it takes to feel good and to make me feel like I'm better than all of those girls and better than what I actually am. It's crazy. So the episode started with uh, Katie and Ariana planning a small party at uh, their sandwich shop. Um, The party was basically a table with sandwich and cocktail in the middle of the space, which is okay, you know, they they, they are just opening, they have a small space, they're selling sandwich. What type of party do we want in a sandwich shop? I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, it was very basic and uh oh that's all that happened oh no they talk about um sandoval not showing up for ariana once her grandmother was died was dead and how the conversation between ariana and lala last week and ariana says that she doesn't really care that sandoval could not quote unquote get an uber to come back to her house what she cares more about is that what it looks like to the outside world. That's basically what she's saying. She basically is like, I don't care that my boyfriend does not support me. I'm pretty okay with that. I'm okay that my boyfriend rather stay partying rather than um, coming to see me. What I don't like is that he's lying to me or that is lying to me in a way that other people see it and so they question it and so this way we look less strong than what i would like people to believe i don't know i've always been for the type to say ariana is not authentic on tv she might be her authentic self but she's not showing her authentic life you know she's trying to keep up the appearance keep up the facade she never wants people to talk about her to talk about her relationship 
uh, I listened to the Give Them Lala podcast, and apparently when Lala brought up uh, the Tom thing, she said, I don't want to do this. Let's put the camera down. And production had to intervene so that she would film and talk about this on TV. They had to basically beg her. And that's why I'm like, okay, so you are more disturbed by the fact that people will see that your relationship is not as strong as you want to sort of believe, but you don't care that your boyfriend lied to you and did not come to comfort you once your grandmother was dead? Like, I'm sorry, but Ariana, your sense of priorities are fucking not at the right place, you know? I don't know why she's trying to pretend. I don't know why she wants to keep up appearances. But I do, I do, I did see that on the Ari Mendel episode, Tom said we couldn't say anything about our relationship on camera because Ariana always denied it and didn't want people to bury in our relationship. But then I'm like, Ariana, why are you on fucking TV? Like, I'm sure we could have had better content from the Ariana and Tom uh, relation in the last five years, but we had nothing. They gave us nothing. And now, and even when she has stuff to say, like my grandma is dead and Tom is not supporting me, she's not even bringing me to the show. So I'm kind of mad at Ariana, but in a reality TV way, TV star way, I'm mad that she's not sharing more of her life and that she's trying to pretend everything is okay. And then here comes another problem I have with Ariana and that came up all over, all through all this episode. She keeps saying she's in the middle. But I hate when people say that she's not in the middle. She is just the one. She's disloyal to one of her friends. Because Katie, she says to Katie, I told Raquel not to come at the sandwich shop, but she's going to come to Sir for the party after. And she's like, oh, once again, I'm in the middle between Katie and Raquel. And I don't want to take to take to pick a side. And I'm like, you should have, you should pick a side because I'm sorry. Last week, you told Katie that she had to have your back, especially if you guys were going in business together, that she didn't want to hear her talk shit about her. But at the glamping, when Raquel and Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval were saying terrible things about Katie, you were giggling. So you were co-signing the terrible thing that those people were saying about Katie, but she can't say that you are not holding Tom on a leash, which is compared to what Schwartz, Raquel, and Sandoval did to her, nothing. It's nothing compared to what you're doing to Katie. And now you're like inviting Raquel. You're like, oh, I can't pick a side. I love them both. I love Raquel and I love Katie. Okay, you love them both. But let me know if you and Tom were married and you had divorced and a girl that is supposed to be your friend had hooked up with him when you asked him not to hook up with her and you ask her not to hook up with him and she still did it and then all of your friends in the friend group were defending that girl instead of defending you how would you feel you would want your business partner to defend you you wouldn't want shina to be on your side so ariana i have a huge beef with ariana ariana pissed me off this season i had so much trouble feeling empathetic for her because she does not feel anything for Katie. She 
always lets her boyfriend yell at Katie. And I'm like, Ariana, you need to stand up at some point for Katie. You can't always hide behind the fact that, oh, I love my boyfriend. Oh, I love Raquel. So I don't want to break my relationship with them to defend Katie. Okay, so do you love Katie? Because at some point, Katie's going to be done with people that are not defending her. Like, no one defends Katie except for Lala. Like, I'm so happy Katie has Lala at least and Christina Kelly on her side. Because everyone in this friend group are fucking assholes. And I hope that they say sorry, sorry to Katie at the reunion. A real sincere sorry. I heard Sheena did hers. I hope Ariana is gonna say sorry. Anyway, uh, then we have a scene with Rachel and Charlie at a little boutique. And that is where Rachel bought her lightning bolt and necklace. 700 and something dollars. So $800, basically. Real gold. And I thought Sandoval had offered it to her. But no, she took it on her to buy the same necklace as Sandoval. That girl is crazy. Like, really? She was like, she really wanted him to be accepted by him. She was like, oh my god. They like uh, stars on their ceiling. I love stars on my ceiling. They like a cool light. I want a cause light. They love lightning bolt necklace. I'm gonna love lightning bolt necklace. Which is spent $800 on that little piece of jewelry. I'm not saying it's expensive because it's gold and it's depending on which carat. 14, 18, 24, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it's, it could be a 10. It's either 10 or 14 carat gold necklace. I'm just saying, couldn't Sandoval's body for you? Like, Raquel, why are you spending $800 on a necklace that, so that you can show your lover, which you're having an affair with, that you love him and that you guys are soulmates? I hope you sent him the bill and that he Venmoed you $800. If he did not, you were fucking dumb as girl. I mean, it's 40-year-old fucking you, a 28-year-old. You should be paying for your necklace. <laughs> Anyway, then we have a scene with the Toms. And they're like, oh, I'm so jealous of Katie and Ariana. Sandwich shop is so easy. Toms still haven't settled on the menu. They're still trying menu. They've been trying menu for the past year. What's so hard? Pick a menu. Pick people that, like, pick, post a job. I don't know how to say that. Do a job posting. <laughs> Hire people. Set her on the menu, open it. Because this was supposed to be, this episode was supposed to be the season finale. It's not going to be a season finale because we know three months later, the affair came out. And this was supposed to be the season finale. And I'm sure that it must have hurt them. That in last week's episode, Give Them Lala had a scene. Christina Kelly's uh, brand had something. This episode of season finale, it's a something about her party when it should have been the opening of Schwartz and Sandy's. But those guys are like so not prepared that they can't even take advantage of the show and have their fucking opening on the show because they rather be high and 
do mushroom all day instead of sitting down trying the menu putting down the cocktails they are just jokes those men are jokes i can't believe the season started in july it's now september and they still can't open that restaurant and it's not like they still have the same issues at episode one and last episode of the season nothing happened they had parties yes but do they have a menu no do they have uh employees no do they have a bar menu no and that's all they did not have <laughs> in the beginning of the season so those men really are fucking useless and then they go on their little plot to make ariana look like the bad guy in the relationship and to try to find a reason why tom sandoval should break up with her one of the reasons why tom sandoval should break up with her is because he puts the pencils in the drawer there is milk in that fridge because of him <laughs> if it were not for him that would not happen it's the same thing as he did on our window i bring her her hot coffee every day how many times does she, has she make me a hot coffee how many hot coffees have you made me <laughs> Like it's really trying but he has nothing to say so he's just like yeah uh she does not fill up the brita or the brita after she emptied it so that's why i'm such a better boyfriend than her um boyfriend than her like mm. you can't paint ariana to be the villain you can paint ariana to be passive but then later there's a scene like where Ariana, they, they, those people were not supposed to be together anyway since the beginning. Because Ariana's idea of quality time is actually quality time. I want to go for a walk. I want us to cook together. I want us to cut on the couch and watch TV. I want us to be just the two of us. And he's like, oh, I want to do mushroom and watch the sunrise on the beach. Pardon, sir. You're all 40-year-olds. And your idea of quality time is doing drugs. Is doing drug in uh, public settings and then sleeping like oboes on the beach. Eh? Like, this guy is clearly going through a midlife crisis. Like, how are you telling me you're having a real conversation with your girlfriend and you're like, yeah, I want to have small sex with her, you sure? And she's like, yeah, okay, so spend more time with me and, like, you know, massage my brain and then you'll be able to massage my pussy. <laughs> And you tell her, okay, let's do mushroom and watch the sunrise on the beach. That's why he chose the Bambi I'd be Raquel to have an affair with because she's so delusional that she thinks it's fucking romantic to do that. She wants validation so much that she's willing to do whatever those men want. And that's why he was like, oh my God, Raquel brought me back to life. Yeah, she brought you back to life because you were stealing her youth. Man, you are 30 year old you can't be telling your you well no you're not 40 you're not 30 you're 40 you can't be telling your mid 30s girlfriend that you want to do mushrooms she's like i want you to spend more time with me hang out more with me we are not connected and he's yelling at her because it's like yeah i don't want to fucking watch 50 episodes of love island okay we don't have to watch love island we can just sit on the couch you know and watch a movie if you want to watch something a little deeper but i just I'm just telling you, I want us to be just the two of us. 
But no, his brother spent all this time at the alley with Raquel and fucking her in some bushes or whatever. Anyway, Tom, I think, was never going to break up with Ariana. He either wanted her to break up with him or he was going to make her look like the villain and then break up with Ariana because, yeah, I don't think he had any intention of breaking up with Ariana without he being kind of explained why because i don't think he can carry he can put his ball on the table and say i don't love you anymore no he can't do that he has to yeah he deflects he's a coward so yeah that's it he's a fucking coward the only person who can be uh, the only person he can turn your tête. Ah, i don't know how to say it. the only person he can confront is katie because he feels like katie is weaker than him but yeah he can't confront Ariana with anything because he's a man child. Okay, so now it's time for the party and they are the after party at Sir for something about her. And Ariana and Raquel are having a side conversation. That conversation was haunting. Uh, Ariana says that she's loved Raquel and she admits that if the situation were reversed with her and Katie, she would feel some type of way, but she loves Raquel so much and Raquel can do no harm that she does not want to pick a side. So let's refer to 10 minutes ago when I ranted about how Ariana is an unloyal friend. Cue this clip. But then Raquel asks Ariana, how is it going in your relationship with Tom? So she's fishing for information. She's been fed information by Tom. He probably told her that Ariana probably didn't want to be in the relationship anymore. She didn't want to have sex with anymore. She was not attracted to them anymore and that they were going to break up. And now Raquel is like, okay, Ariana, tell me more about your relationship. How is it going? Are you planning to break up with him or not? And Ariana is like, no, I love my boyfriend. We have no sex, but that's because... He does not stimulate me, he does not spend time with me, but I really love him. I don't want to break up with him and I want to have torrid sex with him, but I think I'm ugly. And Raquel is crying and comforting Ariana, telling her, no, we think you have to love yourself. I think you are being too hard on yourself. You are a beautiful woman. You are way more beautiful than what you are. You have to get your self-esteem high up. And I think you should have sex with your boyfriend. Because if you don't have sex with your boyfriend, he's going to have sex with me. <laughs> because now that I am single, I see how important sex is. And I am ready to give it to your boyfriend. If you're not ready to give that. Because Oya basically told her, I love Tom. And I want to have sex with him. And I will spend the rest of my life with him. And Raquel was like, oh, bet. <laughs> see if that happens so she was basically like yeah you're a beautiful woman but if you don't have sex with him someone else is gonna have sex with him. i don't know that conversation was so weird she was crying she was crying comforting ariana telling her that she should love herself more and that tom has every reason to be attracted to her well yesterday tom had his beef in raquel's vagina what this was the twilight zone my jaw was on the floor when that happened and then Raquel is not done by that. She goes to confront Katie again. 
about Tom Schwartz and her reaction to her hooking up with Tom Schwartz. And she's like, oh, Tom does not stand up for Katie. So I feel like someone needs to stand up for him and defend him. And I think I want to be that person. Raquel, who are you to come and confront Katie about how she addresses her ex-husband that she known for a good 15 years? You've been in those people's life for five years and you think it is your duty. You that only started talking this season because before that season, Raquel, he barely had any interaction with you, right? And this season you started talking and now you think you can be the spokesperson for my ex-husband to tell me how I can treat my ex-husband. Oh my God. Katie is such a better woman than me because frankly, I'm against violence. But Raquel started it. I would have slapped the shit out of her when she was like, I don't think it's your place to dictate who we can and cannot hang out with. I would have been like, Raquel, first of all, stop fucking like, oh, I can't believe Raquel is so brazen. Like, last week, she confronted James about his feelings about their engagement while she's having a, an affair with, with, with Tom Schwartz, sendable. Now she's confronting Katie about how she treats her ex-husband that she hooked up with while having an affair with his best friend and her best friend's boyfriend. Like, who does this woman think that she is that she can confront everyone about everything? And what is the more crazy about it is that had we not known about Scandoval, we would have been like, oh my God, Raquel, thank you for doing that. You're doing a public service. You're standing up for yourself. You're proving to those people that you are not a little bambi-eyed bitch. But no, she's just a fucking psychopath, dude. Like, she's really doing that while having a seven-month affair with Tom Scandoval. Like she's really going around the, 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 the group, the friend group, trying to herself assert her position as the number one girl in the group. That is exactly what she's doing, no? Or am I like over-analyzing things? Confronting Ariana and telling her you have to have sex with your boyfriend. Confronting Katie, confronting Lala, calling her. The only one she's not confronting is Sheena because Shishu is like unproblematic and Shishu is her number one fan. So she's like, yeah. I am the number one girl in the group. No? I don't know, because... I don't know, because then after that, she's like, I had an amazing time at glamping with all my best friends. She disrespects Terry. She disrespects Terry. Like, that girl, really? I, I think I'm right. She thought she was the number one girl in the group, for real. And then she dares say to Katie... That Katie is jealous of her and her relationship with Schwartz. And I'm like, what is there to be jealous of? Your intelligence? Your eloquence? What is it? What is it? You're stuttering confronting me right now. You're stuttering. And you're not even blinking because you have to concentrate so much to, 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 to be able to, 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 to align two words without crying or whatever. I don't know. I was like so annoyed. And then I was very happy because Katie 
gives her everything she Katie did not she calls her a cunt she tells her to respect her mom she I don't know she really is tending her ground she's telling her shut the fuck up bitch we don't know you who the hell are you like you are a cunt and you are nothing else but a cunt and I agree with you Katie you defend your mom and you tell that girl that she's a no one she's a nobody so she can't tell you anything because yeah and then Tom Sandoval goes and defends his mistress so hard and he assaults Katie once again because that's his that's something he loves to do he loves verbally assaulting Katie that's the type of man that he is he gets a boner when he assaults women yeah that's who Sandoval is that's what he that's what gives him a boner and Ariana once again is like oh my god I'm in the middle of my boyfriend and my friend no you are not in the middle your boyfriend a 40 year old man is yelling at a woman you should say something but no instead of saying something Ariana you go and you cry to Lisa Vanderpump I'm tired of being in the middle Ayana, this episode, I hate you. I hate you. I know you're a victim of scandal, but I hate you this episode. Anyway, Ariana is crying. Blah. Blah. And I feel so bad for Katie because Schwartz has zero respect for her or her feeling. Because Katie tries to leave, but then Raquel goes and kicks with Schwartz. So Katie is like, come outside and talk to me so that I can explain to you why I feel like that and Rachel follows them and instead of saying to Rachel go away Schwartz is like Katie you need to calm down and listen to Raquel what I need to calm down and listen to Raquel she's the one who provoked me but so what she went to she came to confront me I left because I don't want to be confronted and she's following me outside in the alley I the famous Vanderpump alley and you are telling me to shut the fuck up so that I can listen to her excuse Schwartz, you have zero respect for Katie. And then he's laughing. She's like, we're done. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. No, we're not done. Katie, I'm going to need you to stop saying to that man that you're done. I'm going to need you to be very, to be done for real with that man. Because he has no regard for you. No regard for you. And I'm going to finish with a sentence of the number one girl in the group. Which is, and I quote, you are upset, Schwartz hooked up with somebody and the fact that it was me hurts even more Raquel 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 is really like that's that's this sentence is the reason why I think she feels that she is the number one girl in the group and also the glamping comment I had the best birthday at glamping with my best friends I think Raquel is a deeply insecure woman and she saw Ariana, Lala, and Katie, strong, independent, intelligent women. And uh, she was like, I want to be like you guys. She was like, oh my God, you all are holders of a black Amex, and I want one. And so she decided to single white female, all of them, 
she kissed Oliver when Lala wanted Oliver. She hooked up with Katie because uh, she hooked up with Schwartz because Schwartz belonged to Katie. And she stole, she hooked up, she had an affair with Sandoval because Sandoval belonged to Ariana. And she was like, look, girls, I'm better than you. All of your boy toys think I'm better than you. Everyone think I'm better than you. She really felt insecure and she wanted, I, I, I believe that's what happened. And the only way she can accept, the only way she feels validated is through the male gaze. And that's why she was acting the way she was acting. Male validation, just so that she could feel superior to the other girls in the group. Because she was like, now that I'm no longer with James, everyone thinks I'm a bambi-eyed bitch, everyone thinks this and this and that. Katie has been terrible with me all those years. Lala uh, never loved me and hooked up with my fiancé when we were together. So this is my payback. My payback is to destroy all of your girls' relationship. No? Well, we'll see. We'll see. But that was a crazy episode of Vanderpump Rule. I cannot believe that. Well, that was supposed to be the finale, but I can't believe that. Had the scandal not happened, I kind of would have been on Raquel's side. I would have found that she's doing a little too much, you know? addressing again and again and again the short situation it's a little i would have find it a little rocky you know a little hmm, you tried you tried a for effort but i would have been on her side still but now that i can clearly see through her i'm like damn girl you really had me in the first part because i was all team raquel anyway I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back to talk about Real Housewife of New Jersey. Okay, so I'm back to talk about Real Housewife of New Jersey. So that was kind of a good episode, you know? Like, everyone wraps up their little storyline good. No one has storyline, so that's a lie. Nothing happened. (laughs) But uh, I liked it. I found myself siding with Marge a lot more than what i thought first of all i find myself siding with marge on daniel's opinion so marge is like saying that uh, daniel is being too is used to be in the center of attention and that's why every time melissa and Teresa would bring up family family stuff she would cry and be like oh my god look at me my brother doesn't talk to me but every time people would bring it up she'd be like don't mind don't you talk about it, it's my business. Don't mingle with my family business. But she would be the one bringing, up, bringing it up all the time. I'm like, Marge, actually, you are right. Danielle is just trying to get you guys to ask a question about her family. And when you do, she's calling you out for doing that, or for digging a little bit more because she wants to be the center of attention, but only on her term. As long as we are siding with Danielle, everything is okay. When we start questioning her a little bit, she goes into a tantrum. And in the beginning, I really love Danielle. I like her personality. You know, I like her, I guess, as a person that I don't know. But I don't like her, I think, as a reality TV star. Because Danielle talks and talks and talks when she's by herself. But when she confronts other people, she cries or she leaves. She hasn't won one fight since the beginning of this season. She left 
confrontations four times since the beginning of the season. Um, I don't think she's such a great housewife. Um, like I said in last episode, on last week's episode, um, I am not against her saying for another season, but the producers have to bring her sister-in-law in the mix. Uh, or her brother-in-law. I'm not saying bring them as cast member, as a full-time cast member. Just bring them as friend of, you know? Let's get Marge to do a little digging on them and bring them as friends of, you know? Just so that we can see. And then let's send them back to where they are. Uh, so then we have a scene with Louis and Teresa. They're talking about the rehearsal dinner and uh, Melissa and Joe are not coming to the rehearsal dinner. Um, is it a big problem? I think so, because um, even if you guys are not in the wedding, you still are relative, relative to the bride, and you are the, her only family, except for her daughter. So shouldn't you guys rehearse the speech that you're going to say? Shouldn't you guys be there as a support for her? bridesmaid or not in the wedding or not because mm? people were defending melissa they were like oh yeah uh why would she come to the rehearsal dinner she's not in the wedding okay but she is still the sister-in-law of the bride so she should come because family immediate family always come to the rehearsal dinner because they have to practice their speech okay okay um um then we have uh, Louis. Uh, Louis, this episode, I turned against Louis. I was already half turned, you know, I was never on Louis' side. But this episode, Louis really freaked me out and it's gonna freak me out even more last episode. So in this scene, he's like, I called to Joe, I talked I talk to Joe Jujitsche and he told me that um, your brother is trying, is jealous of all the men in your life. And he's like, I don't want a relationship with your brother anymore. I don't want to talk about your brother anymore. And I was like, at first, my note was, hmm, side high. I feel like he's trying to isolate her from her family. But then when we have the scene of them on the bed, um, Luis is like so ready to react. And he's saying like, oh, I want to talk to Joe as much as I want to talk to a Rot. and he's like yeah louis uh, joe is gaslighting and manipulating you and i'm like okay louis 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 first of all you're so red calm down <laughs> calm down you're too red my g you're gonna explode and second of all i believe you are the gaslighter and the manipulator hear me out here louis in those past episodes has been like you have to make peace with your brother. You have to make peace with your brother. You have to be the bigger person. Namaste, namaste, peace and love. And now in this episode, all of a sudden, it goes from peace and love to fuck those kids. Well, not fuck those kids, but it goes from peace and love to like a level of anger that I can't comprehend. Like, how can you go to bed, peace and love, and wake up like, ready to burn everything down to the ground that's why i'm like i'm afraid he was trying to hide who he really was louis 
was trying to hide who he really was and now the mask are trying to calm down and uh i don't think he can hide it anymore that he's a crazy guy first of all he yells he throws tantrum and he is the manipulator i think we're gonna see i'm afraid that he's trying to isolate teresa he's succeeding at it pretty easily you know joe doesn't want to talk to them anymore i'm not saying that joe and teresa that louis is the only reason why joe and teresa are no friends are no, are not friends they're not friends they're brothers and stuff don't talk and can't be together i think it's melissa's fault i think it's teresa's fault i think it's joe's fault but it's also louis is a dangerous one you know louis is the dangerous one because his girlfriend his ex-fiance that did the a road trip in america in a wedding dress to talk about abuse uh, conjugal violence i'm pretty sure she did that for a reason and teresa you should perk up your ear maybe listen see some of the signs you know louis knows you're too naive he said it in this episode he said you are naive sometimes and you could see in his eyes he was like you are naive sometimes ha 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 and i'm gonna take advantage of that i'm a little afraid for teresa that's all i have to say um but you know maybe luis juelas is sincere i don't know there's some issues with his uh company apparently I haven't read any of the article, but I saw that his company is being investigated. So maybe the rumors of him being with Teresa solely for because she's wealthy and well-known are true. So we're going to keep a close eye on them, especially now that they are married. Because, yeah, it's very important. Very, very important. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Oh, I would like to give some apologies to Rachel. Um, I kept saying that uh, I was very disgusted that Rachel was using her son-in-law as a storyline on the show, talking about uh, the, the, the adoption and that why did she wait nine years? Why did she wait to be on TV? To adopt him i still ask myself this question why did you ask, wait nine years and why are you doing it on tv but i do believe that rachel wants to actually adopt um jaden i love the scene that they had on the couch uh where she was like adoption or not i'll still be your mom and i did see that when they said to Jaden, like, we have to ask your mom's permission. And if she says no, it might not happen. He was disappointed. So I believe that he act that she actually loves him and she really wants to adopt him. What I'm bothered with is that in last week's episode, in all of this episode, they keep bashing Jaden's bio mom, but she's not there to defend herself. I would love for Rachel not to bash Jaden's mom, not in front of him, not on television, not ever. Just do it when it's privately between you and John Fuda. Because as viewers, we can't, we only have their side of the story. The mom can't defend herself. 
apparently she said that uh, Fura um, prevented her from seeing their son and that she's against the adoption but she didn't receive the paper they're saying they can't locate her but blah 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 I don't care I just don't want for the sake of Jaden do not bash his mom that's it you are a great mom to him you don't need to bash his mom that's why I was against this storyline but I will say sorry I will say I do believe that you love him that she loves him and that he loves her and that this adoption thing is real I would need to check if they if she succeeded at adopting him so I'm gonna do that right